0: Hey y'all, Bina 007 back for a summary of today's movies at the BFI London Film Festival. We're going to start off with the amazing drama Manchester by the Sea, go into the brilliant comedy Mindhorn and then sadly finish up with a really disappointing boxing drama called Bleed for This. So to begin with Manchester by the Sea, I'm coming to think that this film festival is just specializing in these outstanding, deep relationship dramas that are all so hilariously funny. This particular one is directed by Kenneth Lonergan, who brought us You Can Count On Me and then Margaret. And it stars Casey Affleck as this guy who is working as a janitor in Boston, and he's called home to this seaside town of the title because his big brother's died, his big brother Joe's died. And Joe has a teenage son, and they've got to figure out what to do with this kid. Is he going to live with uh, Casey Affleck's character Lee? Is he going to live with the alcoholic now-in-recovery mum? Is Lee going to open his emotional life and transport it back from Boston to Manchester by the Sea? And and in investigating that, you come to realize that this is a guy who is living with tragedy, haunted by memories and guilt, and really a ghost in his own life. And this is exceptionally clear when you see it contrasted with the flashbacks to his former life. You know, in his younger days, he's this garrulous, charismatic, you know, one of the lads' guys, uh, drinking, getting into fights because he's always had this problem expressing emotion. And then when you see him in his current life, he's very contained. And yes, he's funny unintentionally when he's swearing with his uh, nephew, but the light has gone out of his life. His heart is broken. So. It's a wonderful emotional journey where you're trying to see just how far he's going to successfully be able to push himself towards openness and redemption. That all sounds incredibly emotionally heavy, but in fact, this is a really, really funny film. And it's really funny because he's, the character that Casey Affleck plays is playing against his nephew. And the nephew is played by an actor called Lucas Hodge, who, if you watch the TV miniseries, The Slap, which I thought was really well done, he's one of the characters in that, the photographer who has the incriminating photographs. But this, I think, is really Lucas Hodges' breakout movie role. It's really impressive. He's the opposite of Casey Affleck's character. He's the popular guy in school. He's on the sports team. He's got two girlfriends, count them two. Um, He seems to be taking his father's death really well. I mean, the father had congenital heart disease, so it kind of was expected. He's got great friends. They have great banter. So again, you've got the sort of the old past life Casey Affleck character, and almost like a younger version of himself with the nephew contrasted with the man that he is now, the shell of the man that he is now. They seem to have real authentic engagement. They have a real relationship. And you sense that hanging out with a nephew is good for Casey Affleck's character. You, you get the sense that these two would work really well together. And as I've said before on this podcast, if this were a conventional Hollywood drama, they would kind of become this perfect odd couple who, you know, healed each other's pain in that sort of conventional cliched Hollywood way. This isn't that kind of movie. It's so nuanced, so clever, so authentic, um, deeply, deeply moving. And I would strongly urge you to watch it. This is definitely one of the stand-up movies at the festival. Casey Affleck, and there's lots of awards buzz around him. I really hope he gets nominated and wins a a Best Actor Oscar for his performance here. Great script, great cinematography, actually. I think the cinematographer is called Jodie Lee Lopez. Amazing um, cinematography of the crystal water. This is all set on location in the authentic New England town. So it looks absolutely beautiful. The only weak point for me of this film, actually, was the performance by Michelle Williams as Casey Affleck's ex-wife. I just found it was a little bit, I don't know, she does this thing, doesn't she, where she's just very tremulous and always very vulnerable and on the verge of tears. And she does that here and it just, I don't know, it just felt a little bit out of place against a much quieter, more sort of deep performance from Affleck. At any rate, I think Manchester by the Sea is an exceptional movie. would highly, highly recommend it. The film has a running time of 137 minutes and is rated R, I suspect mostly for the incredibly strong language. It played Sundance Toronto in London 2016. It opens in the USA on November 18th, in Canada on November 25th, the UK on January the 13th, and in Australia on January 26th. So after the wonderful but very moving, very profound, kind of emotionally gut-wrenching film that was Manchester by the Sea, I rolled into Mindhorn, which was just a brilliant palate cleanser. It's a short 90-minute comedy, British comedy, much in the vein of, if you loved things like the Alan Partridge film or Hot Fuzz um, or Shaun of the Dead, you know those British films that really love to play with genre and spoofing it, but still have a lot of heart, um, then Mindhorn is going to be the film for you. It's basically the team who brought us The Mighty Boosh, so obviously a must watch for any Boosh fans. So that's Julian Barrett and Simon Farnaby, who I just think are some of the funniest people working on British TV at the moment. But if you haven't heard of The Mighty Boosh, um, go see it anyway, because it is just brilliantly funny. So basically, Julian Barrett plays Richard Thorncroft, who's this sort of washed up actor who back in the 1980s played a fictional TV detective called Mindtorn, who in this brilliantly spoofy kind of opening montage, like the one you had where you got the A-team's backstory, you learn that he was an SAS officer who was captured by the Soviets and has like this cyborg eye, which means he can always tell the truth. And it's a little bit like when you watch those Ron Burgundy movies. He's a man of his time. So he's very cheesy. He likes the ladies. Um, But when we see him in the present, he just hasn't done anything since. In contrast with his sidekick on the show, played by Steve Coogan in a classic, funny Steve Coogan cameo, who's gone off to be very successful. And the whole TV show was set on the Isle of Man. So obviously it's pastiching Bergerac. Um, (laughs) So... The plot of the movie is that this nutter on the Isle of Man has killed one girl already and is threatening to kill another unless he can speak to Mindhorn because he's delusional. So he thinks my, he thinks Mindhorn is an actual detective. So this out-of-work actor has to put the costume back on, go back to the Isle of Man and kind of, you know, go back and find his old girlfriend. You know, it's the scene of his great glories. Confront his ex-colleague who's done really well. And it's a little bit of that humour of Alan Partridge or even The Office where you see basically a nice guy, but slightly delusional, kind of having to confront the fact that he hasn't been a success. So it's very much in that sort of bittersweet vein of British comedy, but it does work really well. It's hilariously funny, Um, just absolutely laugh out loud funny. It's an uncomplicated movie, right? There's not much more to say about it. It's 90 minutes, classic pastiche pastiche film. The laughs are consistent. They're good. um, They're unexpected. There are some great plot twists. There's just nothing a lot to like in this. But I would say actually that um, apart from fantastically funny performances by Julian Barris and Simon Farnaby, Russell Tovey as the delusional sort of apparent killer is also absolutely brilliant. And whoever did the production design on this film and designed like all the merchandise from the 80s, like the little um, mind-torn Ken dolls and the, the records and all that stuff. I mean, the art direction on this film is absolutely outstanding. So Mind it's got a running time of 89 minutes. Not sure if it's got a classification yet. I would imagine it would at least be a 15 because it's quite sweary. Um, the film obviously played London 2016. The world premiere was today. doesn't yet have a commercial release date, but check back, especially in England, because it will have one. And it's just brilliant. Which brings me to... Bleed for This, which, oh, I don't know. I was really expecting great things for this. And it's got a similar genesis to La La Land. In other words, I really thought La La Land was going to be great because it was directed by the guy who directed Whiplash, which was one of my favourite films of last year. And then I thought Bleed for This would be really good because it stars Miles Teller, who stars in Whiplash. So I kind of, I don't know, and I love a good boxing drama. I really do. I think the problem is, is that boxing dramas in cinema have always, not always, but have reached heights of brilliance and excellence that set the benchmark really high. So at the sort of auteur end of things, you've got Scorsese with Raging Bull, obviously just pushing the envelope on how you film boxing. And then more recently, you've got a movie like The Fighter, which again did something very different with the technicality of how you film boxing, trying to mimic that sort of vintage HBO look. And then at the populist end of things, you've got films like Rocky that still, I think, I mean, I think Rocky, people always have a go at it because it won the Oscar. Um, ahead of probably one of the Godfather films. But my God, that's... Or Apocalypse Now or something. But Rocky is a fantastic movie. It's got heart. It's brilliant. It's gritty. It's social realism. And it gets the audience on its feet, sort of enraptured with that final fight. You feel every punch. You're emotionally so invested in it. And then you get all the other boxing movies that just don't live up to the hype, but are very cliched. You know, the underdog who has to defeat all odds and come back from behind... So things like Million Dollar Baby or what was that awful Russell Crowe one where he's a starving fighter and he's got to, oh. And there's always, you know, a shambolic, schlubby coach who's gritty and gets the boxer through it and a and a beloved girlfriend who just sits there just being arm candy and supportive. And, you know, typically, especially even in a film of the quality of the fighter, you have the loud family who were just chaotic and, poorly delineated character just very cliched and I'm afraid that Bleed for this, this Miles Teller movie, just falls into every single cinematic cliche of an underdog boxing movie that you can possibly imagine. There is not one single character that isn't a cliche there is not one single female character that has any kind of screen time or any character beyond just being sort of the nagging wife or the, you know, the the constantly praying, nervous mother. The acting is pretty hammy. Kieran Hines, who I normally love, plays the father of the boxer in question. And it's like he's doing a second-rate Robert De Niro impression, sort of chomping on a cigar and trying to just be this sort of ludicrous I don't know what he's trying to do Um, Aaron Eckhart starts as the schlubby coach anyone who's seen Aaron Eckhart knows he's not schlubby but hey this is acting so he's put on a bunch of weight and shaved his head and basically still basically looks like Aaron Eckhart he doesn't commit to it he doesn't commit to looking messy he's meant to be an alcoholic for god's sake Get, get down and dirty with that character is that a fault of Aaron Eckhart or is it the script and the direction probably a combination of all three And then you get Miles Teller as the boxer. This is a true story. So it's the boxer, Vinnie Pazienza, who apparently was a boxer in the 1980s who had some success, changed weight class, which is unprecedented, was a title holder and then had this horrific car crash and was told he'd never walk again. But he'd have the best chance of walking again if he allowed the doctors to fuse um, some of the spinal cords in his neck, not spinal cords, the discs at the top of his spine. Refuses to because he wants to box, so he does this thing where he has this kind of metal halo screwed into his head and then down into a harness on his chest so that for months he cannot move in a way that's going to damage his spine and just see if it heals. Highly risky, highly risky anyway, and then he starts training in secret while he has this brace on so that he's going to be fighting fit when it gets taken off and then goes on to win another title. So this is a great story. This is a story that should be a great boxing comeback movie. But I'm just not sure Miles Teller is given anything to do in the role. I mean, physically, he commits to it. The physical transformation is impressive. And it conveys pain and this particular boxer's ability to just soak up pain. But we never really understand why. I mean, what is it that made him such a fighter? What is it that sustained him through this horrific accident? What is it that motivates him i just don't know it's not in the script it's not in the performance it's not in the movie there's nothing in this movie that's not predictable there's nothing in this movie that is new that pushes the envelope of boxing dramas so i have to say you know two enthusiastic thumbs down i'm very sad to say because i really like the actors actors in the film um so yeah bleed for this it's got a running time of 116 minutes in which nothing happens you're not already expecting. It's rated 15. Uh, the movie played Ride Toronto and London 2016. It opens in the USA on November 16th in the UK and Ireland on December 2nd, and somewhat bizarrely in Russia on February 16th, 2017. So thank you very much for listening. <laughs> if you see any of the films and agree or disagree with my take, feel free to get in touch on social media. And like I said, uh, Manchester by the Sea and Mindhorn. Both absolutely fantastic. Bleed for this. Give it a miss. But um, whatever you're watching in the cinema this weekend, I hope you really enjoy it.